for for some of you that don't know me, I uh, I apologize. I haven't haven't met you, but I, I look forward to getting to know you. Um, my name is Nick Ford, and uh, we've been going here to Leavener probably three years or so, I guess. Um, uh, much like Dale said, I've got a uh, amazing, beautiful wife behind me, um, Holly Ford. And so if uh, if you don't know her, get to know her. She's uh, an amazing and, and such a strength for me. Um, we've got uh, uh, two kids. My oldest uh, son is Cohen, and he's going to be eight here in a few days. And so we're looking forward to that. And then I've got a, uh, a six-year-old daughter, uh, Brindley, who... Uh, is this amazing, joyful little girl. And so, man, I'm blessed uh, beyond belief. Um, and I'm blessed to be here today. And, and I want to thank, uh, I want to thank Rusty and Michelle for their, their um, shepherding of this community. What a, a great community we have. And uh, he's very protective of this stage, as he should be. And so I take that very serious. And I feel honored to be up here. And, and thank you guys for that, too. Um, so strap in for two or three hours. We're going to have a great day. <laughs> and uh, um, So let's see what the Spirit's got for us. And uh, we're going to talk about God's faithfulness today, um, which I think is a great topic. Um, so the definition of faithfulness is, uh, and this is from a, a, a Bible dictionary, but maintaining faith or allegiance showing a strong sense of duty or conscientiousness. In biblical Hebrew, faith and faithfulness are grammatically related. Although both concepts are important in the Old Testament, there's no English word exactly equivalent to the Hebrew term. The most relevant Hebrew verbal root related to our word is amen, which I found pretty interesting. Carries such meaning as strengthen, support, and hold up. So... um, Kind of a big deal. Uh, it says, obviously, faithfulness is born out of faith. And um, that obviously is the first part of the word. So let's have a look at, uh, at faith's definition. And so faith in the Old and the New Testament carries several meanings. It may mean simple trust in God or in the Word of God. And other times, faith almost becomes equivalent to active obedience. It may also find expression in the affirmation or support of a creedal or Christian statement. Thus, it also comes to mean the entire body of received Christian teaching or truth. So faith is one of these cornerstones of Christianity. Right? We build on that. It, it, um, uh, that's what a cornerstone is. It's the first stone that you place when building a building, right? And so faith is that for us in Christianity. And so... Uh, we see Paul speaks of this in Romans 1.17. He says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. So the it that Paul is speaking of in this verse is the spreading of the gospel. Um, and some of your translations may say, God is revealed by faith to faith. Um, so Paul's, Paul's speaking of the, the importance of faith here, right? Uh, once, 
once we are faithful, then God's righteousness is revealed to us, which to coin one of Rusty's phrases is, that's a big deal. Um, that is a big deal, right, in the start of, of uh, our walk with Christ. Um, so what is God's response to faith? So when we show faith in God, what is his response to us? What does that look like? First off is salvation, right? When we show faith in God and we accept him into our hearts, he gives us salvation, right? He gives us that eternal promise. Um, the other is, is forgiveness. He forgives us. You know, he sent his son Jesus to die for our sins and and when we show faith and, and accept him in, he, he gives us total forgiveness, past, present, future. Man, what a gift that is. Huh? What an amazing gift that is. Third, he gives us grace. And I'm so thankful that he does. <laughs> so um, when we, we stumble uh, or our flesh suit, uh, sins and, and overpowers us, then, then he gives us that grace on a daily basis, thankfully, right? So all these are responses of, of God's faithfulness to us, right? And there's so many more. Uh, obviously, just put a couple up there, but um, God's faithfulness to us is unwavering, right? And very expansive. And John 5.24 Jesus is speaking here, uh, and he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. Amen to that, huh? Um, so these are all forms of God's faithfulness. Um. Another verse here, Deuteronomy 7, 9, says, Know that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps his gracious covenant loyalty for a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commands. I don't know about you guys, but that sounds like a long time. Man, a thousand generations. Um, so God's constant response of faithfulness to us should warrant a response from us, right? So what, what should our response to faithfulness be? And this can be um, on a, a daily basis, a weekly, a monthly, an hourly, a minute basis, but it, his faithfulness, uh, it needs a response. It deserves a response, I should say, right? And so um, the first thing is faith from us. So our response to his faithfulness should be faith. We should have faith in trusting his will, um, that, that he's faithful to us and looking out for us. Uh, any aspect of that, it, our first response should be faith in him, right? Uh, our second is we should continue to seek his heart, continued sanctification. So this is done in many forms, but, um, you know, we should seek to have our heart continually draw closer to God and be changed, right? And to be more like his heart. So the more we do that and seek for that sanctification, 
the more our heart changes to his, his will, what he would like, his pleasures, all these things. Uh, third, another, another big one, but a means of sanctification is reading his word, right? And so um, I'm as bad as anybody. I don't get in this uh, amazing book as much as I should, um, but everything is there. And Rusty talks about it all the time, right? 66 books, um, they all correlate together. And, and, um, and throughout the whole Bible, there is nothing but stories of God's faithfulness, right? And a lot of the Old Testament is God's faithfulness and man's lack of faithfulness in return, right? But, um, but God's faithfulness is shown throughout the entire Bible. And, uh, and there's stories of, of, um, of man's faithfulness too as well. Um, but uh, that's important. You know, uh, I think um, as time goes and, and you read more of the Bible, you see his faithfulness throughout it, right? So these are all appropriate forms, having faith, seeking his heart, reading his word. These are all appropriate responses to uh, God's faithfulness, right? And so um, so I, I want to encourage you guys to, to try to seek some of that as you go throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your year. I think that's important. Let me ask you guys another question. Do you think that God is faithful even when we are not faithful in our response to him? I'm going to let you guys marinate on that just for a minute. Um, I want to give you guys a little bit of my, my testimony, my backstory. Um, not that I like to talk about myself, but uh, I feel like it's important, and, and I think it's pertinent to this. So um, I want to take you guys back to, to March 31st, 1981, and um, it was uh, three days after my first birthday. Don't hold that against me that I was born in the 80s. Um, but my parents had just, uh, like many of us, had felt the strain of life and, and parenting, and they had just had an argument. And so um, my father had, had picked up my brother. I've got a, uh, about a three-and-a-half-year older brother. Um, and so he had just grabbed him and left the house to, to kind of cool down. And, um, and, you know, my mom had no idea where he was going, obviously. And, and so, um, so they left. And uh, uh, the day went along, and a few hours passed, and, and it got to be uh, around dusk. And so... Um, uh, one of the neighbors down down the road had seen that there was a car kind of in his in his pasture, and so he uh, he walked out there at dusk just to make sure everything was okay. And and in the car he found my brother and my and my father, um, and my father was slumped over. He had he had died of a heart attack at 44, um, unfortunately. So uh, you know my brother was with him, and unfortunately uh, remembers some of that, but. Uh, what a tough way to end on a sour note with my mother, you know. Um, I want to fast forward to, to September of that same year, 1981, and um, uh, my mother had had been on a day trip with one of her friends uh, just to get out of the house, and uh, my brother and I were not with her, but um, they had spent the day uh, off um, having fun. I was born in Montana. We were still in Montana at the time, and... Um, they were on their way home, and, and um, they were on a, a stretch of road that uh, uh, had some big Montana pines on it. And uh, uh, you know how you can kind of get that 
methodical flicker at dusk, and it can kind of put you to sleep. So my mom was actually taking a nap uh, on the front seat. you got to remember back in those days, the cars were bigger. They had big bench seats. could stretch out a little bit. And uh, so she she was taking a nap, and um, so not only did the trees put her to sleep, but it also put the driver to sleep. And so, uh, unfortunately, um, they ran off the road, ran into a tree, and, and that fateful day, I, I lost both my parents within a six-month period. And so, um, you know, we had, my brother and I had got uh, uh, tossed around a little bit, but um, eventually we ended up, my, my aunt and uncle uh, adopted us. And so we moved out to Washington State, uh, where we proceeded to, uh, to grow up a little bit. And, um, you know, my, my adopted father, uh, he was the first to put his hand up, honestly, and say, listen, we want the boys, and um, we, we want to raise them. And, and I'm forever thankful for him doing that. Um, but I think as much as he wanted to love us, he, was, he just didn't have the capacity. He was a recovered alcoholic. Um, he'd had a previous marriage with some, some previous children, and... Uh, that the household just became abusive. And so, um, you know, my brother, my brother left when he was 17, and, and a short while later when I was 15, I, I left as well. And I'm, our grandmother had moved out, fortunately, and so we could live with her. Um, but as adults, so, you know, we paid rent, and um, um, we made our way. And, and, and so I'm forever grateful to her, too, um, for doing that. Uh, fast forward to 2008, and... Um, Holly and I were married. Uh, can't, still can't believe she said yes. Man, I snookered her. Huh? Um, but uh, uh, that was a, uh, obviously a highlight in, in my life. And, and so this whole while from, from leaving the house and, and uh, really all the way until 2010, I was walking away from God. You know, we had, we had gone to church some growing up, um, I had a, a small relationship with God, but it, you know, I, at this point, I, I was just doing everything on my own strength. And um, what a tough way to live life, first off, right? And so um, we'd been married for two years, and, and uh, I worked for a, a local race team. And so in 2010, uh, May of 2010, um, the Indianapolis 500 is obviously a big deal around here. And so we were working on cars during May, and, and I happened to be working on one of the fuel tanks and um, I had a light that, that had arced inside, and so it ignited the fumes, and, and it blew me out of there, but it, it gave me some pretty severe burns um, for my hand, my arm, my underarm, my face, my chest, um, and so it landed me in the, in the burn unit um, downtown. We're blessed to have a great burn unit downtown um, for about a week, and uh, I actually used to be a lot better looking, and uh, man... It's a tough crowd, man. I don't know how you do the stand-up thing. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, you know, it, it gave me this um, unique opportunity and ability to, to reassess my life, our lives, everything. And um, I can honestly say it, it's a, it was a true blessing. I'm not saying it was easy or it was fun or any of that, but um, for sure God was pulling me back. And so it started this journey of, of me uh, coming back to Christ. And, um, and so I'm forever thankful for that. Um, 
Uh, fast forward to 2015, and I think a lot of you guys have heard us talk about the Great Banquet in here. There's a, there's a lot of men and women in here who are part of that program. And so uh, I had been invited to the Great Banquet in 2015, and man, I came scre- uh, screaming and kicking. Didn't want to be there. I was mad. I was going to get locked into a church for a whole weekend. And um, ended up being one of the huge blessings in my life. And, and it, I entered the banquet um, at a point of trying to do things on my own strength. Uh, I came in broken. I came in with an addiction. I came in lost, really, you know. And um, um, the great thing about the banquet, not this is a pitch for the banquet, but it gives you the, the unique ability to to quiet the outside distraction and really focus on God, right? And so when we do that, um, we notice him in big ways, right? And so um, we I had a moment in the chapel, and I, I, I wish Zastra was here because he could probably tattle on me because he was part of that banquet team that weekend, but I cried all weekend. and um, And so I had a moment in the chapel where I was able to just focus on God, maybe for the first time ever, you know, realistically. Um, and, I, and I came in carrying this subconscious question that I, I, I didn't even realize, and maybe some of you out here have the same question, you know, and, and it was, why couldn't I be given a good father, right? And so that was um, not only in flesh, um, but I think in spiritual too. And um, and so at that moment, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and, um, in a powerful way. And I'll never forget it, obviously. And, and, and it, it changed my life. And um, he said, I have always been here for you, and I am your father. Right? And so um, with a resounding stamp, he said, listen, I'm your father. And that's our God. Right? That's... That's him. And so um, God is always faithful. And I don't tell you my testimony is uh, for pity or, or you know, sympathy or any of that. I, I tell you because I feel like my life is this picture of God's faithfulness, right? And so um, whether we pay attention or not, right, God is faithful, even when we are not faithful in our response to God, when we're walking away from God, we're not paying attention. God is faithful. When we focus on God, when we seek his heart, when we seek his word, we notice how God faithful, how faithful God is, right? So much easier to notice. When we've got that connection to him and we are looking and seeking for him, we see how faithful God is to us, right? He wants to live our life. Second Timothy 2.13 If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Speaking of God here, right? So if we are faithless, he remains faithful. Through and through. Cannot deny himself. Thank God for that, right? Praise the Lord. Do you guys ever ask, what if, what if somebody doesn't believe? Is he faithful then? What do you guys think? 
in Romans 3, 3 through 4, 3 through 4, Paul speaks of this. He says, what then? If some did not believe, their unbelief will not nullify the faithfulness of God, will it? He says, may it never be. Rather, let God be found true. Though every man may be found a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged. Guys, God is faithful whether we believe or not. God is faithful every day of our lives. So, <clears throat> you know, uh, Rusty gets up here, um, Matt, uh, Keith, you know, anybody, and, and it's no coincidence that always in a service um, identity comes up, right? And so uh, it's a huge portion of so much of our journey. And so um, I would just urge you guys, know who you are in Christ. It's very important, right? Know who you are in Christ. Once you're able to do that, man, it makes so much, so much easier. Everything, right? Once you know who you are in Christ, he changes our heart. Right? You want to be faithful to God because his spirit is living inside you. There's no guilt or shame. You don't want to hide. It's against your nature to be unfaithful. Right? We still do it, by all means. But it's now against your nature. Realize that. And when you do do it, don't have the guilt or shame that you would normally attach to that. That just weighs you down and there's no need for it. He's cast our sins as far as the east is from the west, right? I don't know about you guys, but that seems pretty far. So why should we carry the guilt and shame of that around if he doesn't? That's not how he sees us, right? Allow the Spirit to live through you. Know that the Spirit is inside you and allow Him to live your life for you. Don't make it so complicated. Don't overdo it. Believe me, I am relying on the Spirit today. Little me, a lot of the Spirit. And there's, there's stories throughout the Bible, like I said, to, to back this up. Um, talking about God's faithfulness. Our response, Abraham and Sarah, man, God's faithfulness on his covenant to give them a child. Now, they didn't always respond correct, right? But he gave them that child. And then in return, Abraham's response to God was to take his son Isaac up and potentially sacrifice him. I don't know about you guys, but man, that... I can't imagine that with my children. But God was there, and God uh, pulled Abraham back, and he saw how faithful Abraham was to him. And that's why Abraham was chosen from God, right? So our response to faithfulness, it doesn't have to be that hard, right? Hopefully God is not going to take us and ask us to take our children to sacrifice and some of this stuff, but... uh, 
So don't make it so big. Uh, make it easy. You know, whether it's getting up in the morning and, and reading a little bit or um, whatever it is, God wants to draw near to us. We are his children, his sons and daughters, and he wants that relationship. That's all he's searching for, right? And so um, he wants to be in relation with us. In doing so, we're not blinded to see his faithfulness like I spoke of earlier, right? Once we're in that relation and we're working towards uh, becoming and changing our hearts to be like his, that bad, Luke? <laughs> um, so we notice it a lot more, right? We notice his faithfulness. Luke's not being very faithful to me right now, but that's okay. I'm still faithful to you, Luke. I promise. Um, and listen, we're going to go through trials, right? There's, there's nothing. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, you know, we're going to go through trials and hurts, and and that's obviously when we draw, draw closer to Christ. And, and so, uh, again, Paul in Romans eight eighteen says, "For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy." to be compared with the glory that is revealed to us. We're going to go through tough suffering and, and perhaps persecution, but the glory that will be revealed to us will be so much greater. So keep that in mind too, right? Uh, coming from, from Paul, who considered, he, uh, man, that guy suffered immensely for God, Right? But in his letters, he's always so strong about his love for God and that the suffering is nothing compared to what will be revealed to us. So in closing, I want to do a couple things. I want to bring this together a little bit, but I also want to encourage you guys. And so, um, you know, we're in January of the new year and and as... um, we're still working on New Year's resolutions and, and staying true to some of that stuff and hitting the gym and uh, pushing some of that cake away. I'm not doing so good on that one. Um, I want to encourage you guys to instead of maybe take some of these secular-fed New Year's resolutions to make a resolution to be faithful to God. I don't feel like we do that enough. I feel like, uh, and me, myself, for sure, I don't do that enough, right? And so uh, I don't put him on importance, number one. Uh, I, I should always make, we should always make him our number one important. And so with that, be faithful. Just be faithful. Don't make it a big deal. Don't, you don't have to get up at 5 o'clock and read two chapters and pray over 50 people and, you know, all this stuff. Don't overdo it. Uh, I want you to stick with it and grow with it. But make an effort. Set a New Year's resolution. Just put a little reminder on your phone. Whatever it is, make God your priority. Try to get into his word, right? Pray. Have that conversation with him. Listen. I don't listen, right? I'm not, I'm going, 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 much like some of you guys and parenting and, and just life. But I encourage you to listen. Listen to God and listen to other people too. 
Give us ears to hear, eyes to see, mouths to speak, right? And then I would say supplication to know his heart. So, so ask him, beg him that you'll know his heart. And he'll teach you that. That it will be molded and move more to be like your heart. More to be like his heart, sorry. So I just want to impress that upon you guys. I think we've got a great community here. Uh, I'm blessed to be a part of it. And, and um, man, use the community too. So if you're struggling, let somebody know. Let them help you. We have such a strong group here. We've got something really special here. And, um, and, and so we don't use that enough either. We want to do things on our own. And uh, we're going through tough times. And, and um, whether that's, uh, you know, siblings going through cancer or I- any number of things, lean on the people around you. Let them show you God's faithfulness through them. In return, you be faithful to God by being faithful to other people, right? God is always faithful, no matter what we do. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, um, I thank you for today, and I thank you for this opportunity to um, just to speak your word, and I give you all the glory, Lord, and um, I pray for the community as we go forward that... Um, we're able to be faithful to you as you are continually faithful to us, regardless of where we're at. You always meet us with faithfulness, and uh, I praise you for that. I pray, um, I pray as we go about our week and our weeks and our year that we're able to look up to you uh, and notice and hear your word and your spirit. And um, thank you for that, Lord. I pray for Rusty as he's teaching at the moment, and he uh, he opens up to a new audience this week. That um, man, you would just soften their hearts, and that uh, they would hear your word, and and they'd be set free. And uh, so I just pray for protection and and your spirit for them. Um, thank you, Lord. We love you, and uh, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.